Welcome to track number 17 of Give Thyself Holy. This is your life. Fresh, full candle. By here, in fact, we should be marking the candle. 25 years, 2030. 32, married, tired, children, grandmother, small one like this. Jesus, I give you my life. I'm going to put a candle here so that you can see that your life is going. Never know limited. It's a message. Okay, give thyself holy. How many do you have? Number 18, give thyself holy to doctrine. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Doctrine. Amen. Wow. Now, what is doctrine? Doctrine is um, knowing um, the Bible and being able to explain a line of thinking or a concept with, by picking different aspects from the Bible, different things from the Bible. So, if you take the doctrine of salvation... We start and we explain that all have sinned. We take that from Romans 3.23. And then we go to say that the wages of sin is death. Then we go to Romans 6.23. So it's like a concept is plain. That then God so loved the world who had sinned that he sent his only son, which is from John 3.16. Then as many as believed in him, he gave them power, which is from John 1.12. You see. But he came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, then became the path. So that's John 1, 12. And then, what else? And if you believe in your heart, and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10. So we have jumped from Romans to John, and back to Romans. So different scriptures bring up a doctrine. Do you understand? And so to be able to do that, you must know quite well different sections of the Bible. And you must study the Bible. Otherwise, you will never be able to share a doctrine. Like, for instance, of late I've been sharing about Nina. Huh? Holiness code about angels. Isn't it? Or watching and praying. It's like a doctrine. It's like an idea that I'm able to teach about and pick from here, from here, from here to support or build a story. Do you understand? No, that kind of thing must be done by Bible study. And you must know how to study things yourself. You see, until you know things yourself, you are not able to really use them or develop them. Can I have a drink, please? Until you, you know things yourself, you are not able 
to use them well. For instance, you find out that the people who made the railway stations for us in Ghana many years ago, because we did not make the railways ourselves, we don't understand how it's made, how it's used. So you can see, 58 years have gone by, and we are not able to run a, a train in this country because we don't know how to make it. Are you listening to me? We don't know how to do so many things. So that is why, when you don't do it yourself, but it's just sort of superimposed on you, you are told, it's never really deep in you. So you never really know how to do things. The same thing goes with the doctrines of the Bible. Until the day comes when you search for yourself, like you are sitting in one place, I want to check this scripture, I want to check this scripture, and I want to check that, and check this, and check that, you're never really deep enough to be able to build a case. Many years ago, I was leading a Bible study in Lagon, and I was sitting in the E9 on top of the university bookshop. That is where I used to have my Bible study uh, group. I started exhortation. And at that time, I've never preached a, a full sermon before, but just sharing and questions. And I remember, I tell you, I went and brought a topic and there was a person there that day who was into asking of questions. Hey. It was not an easy thing for me, I tell you. I got into serious difficulty. Are you listening to me? Alright. So, ladies and gentlemen, we need to become Christians who can study the Bible. Amen. Now, when it comes to um, studying the Bible, it's much easier today because of the iPad and so on. How many have received iPads since we came to the camp? You've heard of an iPad that is coming to you or you've received an iPad since you came here. Stand up. Stand up. No, not by faith. Like you, By faith, everybody has received, but you've actually received... An iPad. I believe some people, either you've had a call or somebody's, you, you are one, two, there are some more people, yes, two, three, four, yes. Since you came here, you've actually had notice of an iPad or Galaxy or whatever being given to you. Yeah. Is it not fantastic? So God is confirming his word with signs and wonders. Amen. And as you um, as you as you study the Bible, I mean with this age it becomes even easier. You know, sometimes you haven't even studied the Bible. Right? Now there are three types of Bible studies that I want you to be involved with. The first type, in order to develop your doctrines, the first type is microscopic Bible study. Microscopic Bible study is Bible study which brings most of the revelations you hear when you hear people preaching and you are blessed by the preaching that they are giving, you get it, most of the time, 
it is from a microscopic Bible study. So we have microscopic Bible study, telescopic Bible study, and topical Bible study. Alright? So microscopy, telescopy, and then topical. So microscopic Bible study. Alright? What does it mean? And if you hear somebody preaching, you say, ah, but we all read the Bible. How can we? You all read, but somebody studies. We all read. That's what we do. We all read, but somebody studies it. And somebody does microscopic Bible studies. Now, what is microscope? Microscope looks at something small and sees things that you can't see. If we take some of your saliva or any of the fluids from your body, and we look under the microscope. Huh? You'll be surprised at big things that are there. Wow! All these guys are there. They are all living in you. Is it not amazing? Is it not fantastic? Yeah. So when you look closely at the scripture, you'll be surprised at all the things that are in there. Revelations. All kinds of fantastic things. Amen? So... Every verse in the Bible can be subjected to a microscopic study. And it is microscopic study which brings revelation and which people who teach and preach or exhort have to do. You have to do microscopic Bible study. Now, how do you do microscopic Bible study? Number one, you take only one verse at a time. Alright? Or sometimes a part of a verse. And then you focus on it. For instance, we take one drop of your blood, one drop of your saliva, one little piece of your feces, one little bit of your urine, and put it under a microscope. And what do we see? Wow! Look at all the things that are here. You understand? So you take one verse, or one part of a verse, one part of a scripture or one verse and then you look at it and you stay on it. So when you are having your quiet time, most of the time you should have a microscopic Bible study every time you are having your quiet time. Okay. Then there are a series of questions. You have to look at it and keep looking at the words with your eyes. Because as you keep looking at the words in the Bible with your eyes, some of them jump out at you. You sort of notice it. You know, I have something that I do for my wife. When I know the Holy Spirit is on me, you know, and with me, in a certain way, especially in the morning, so I have my quiet time, I just read that. The, the verse that the Holy Spirit is going to teach me will just jump. It, it, like, that's what I was sharing you about uh, when Herod saw that he was mocked. You know, I was just having my quiet time. I knew that one of the verses would, would jump. And I was reading, I've read it a thousand times, and I suddenly saw it, and when Herod saw that he was mocked, then he suddenly jumped and said, Herod was mocked by, and how was he mocked? By the people who didn't say anything, but they just went this way. That's how you mock somebody. <laughs> you don't say anything, you just pass by. So, is that the Holy Spirit? I always know, you know, that is, that is how I know the Holy Spirit is, is with me. I mean, I can sense and I know that one of the best, I just have to start canning, and one will become the focus of my Microscopic study. True. <laughs> Are you listening? Holy Spirit is real. 
And I mean, if you have a very close relationship with the Holy Spirit, you will not need an alarm clock. Yeah, you ask him to wake you up. You see that he wakes you up. Give him the time. Well, he's been sent to help you. Help you to pray. Help you to wake up. And all that. But if you don't have a close relationship with the Holy Spirit, you, you, need, your, you need your phone to, 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 to wake you up. Even that one, the phone cannot help you. Okay. Now, so the first in microscopic Bible study is what? Choose a verse. And, and I was trying to help you see how do you choose the verse? Like sometimes you choose the verse that the Holy Spirit has decided to reveal to you. And sometimes that's why I say, look at the verse. And you notice that something is jumping out at you. Okay? Then. You ask yourself a question. What does it mean? So each word, that's why a person who is doing Bible study, there is another book you need apart from the Bible, which is as important as the Bible, and that is a dictionary. Without a dictionary, you can't really study the Bible. Because all the words have meanings. All the words have meanings. When you say, give thyself holy, you see, the word holy has a mean. That's the Bible study we are doing. We are doing Bible study on a, on a verse. This was my quiet time. The Lord said, give thyself holy. And I, I took it to mean that I should give myself all out into the ministry. Yeah. You see, so a verse would strike you. But then you need a dictionary. What does this verse mean? And what does each of the words mean? So in my, in my, in my, um, in my, um, in my iPad... And we have a, a lighthouse page. You know, all pastors, shepherds, workers, you are supposed to have the same page on your iPad. Did you know that? And it has some particular things on it. There's a picture that we will give you. And if you don't do that, you will never really develop uh, in using the iPad. You know, sometimes we met some pastors who are not in, 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 in lighthouse and so on, and they use the iPad only to take pictures. Just the, because they don't know so many things that it does. What about each other? Yeah. You see, and in, in, your, in, the, in the Lighthouse Pastors I, 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 iPad, you are supposed to have these two ones here, this blue and this red one. These, these two are dictionary, and this green one is the Bible. And then it must have a certain number of Bibles if you are a Lighthouse worker. You see, so make sure you get one. You know, write to your, your cousin, anybody you know about, agency, tell I need an iPad for my school, my education, my life, everything. It's a very important thing. You tap it on the meaning of all the words. So if we want to do a microscopic Bible study, let's take a common... You didn't see that? These two. These two, these two. The blue and the red. They are dictionaries. Dictionary. You must have two dictionaries. The reason why you must have two dictionaries, actually you should have three dictionaries. Yeah. You should have three dictionaries. The reason is that the dictionary was written by a human being explaining the word. And some people explain the word better in some cases. Okay. But there is a dictionary which I really like. And so it's also an important part of my 
what do you call it? So you can see I have three, actually, three dictionary. One, two, three. So these are three. That is the one, for instance, which gave me the definition for holiness. Yeah. You see, because when it is defining something, it, is, it, it defines it differently. It will say that if you say something is holy, that's how all its definition are. You mean that it is special because it is connected to God. The rest of them don't d- define words that way. So this third one, that's how it defines all the words. So if, if, if you say, we are doing a microscopic Bible study on seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added on them. And you say seek and you check the word seek from it. You say, it will say, if you say you are seeking something, it means you are looking for it. It means you are this, it means that. That's how it says all. So it's a very nice dictionary. It's like for simple thinking people like myself. You understand? So, but others will be giving you all kind of complex. It is the utter uh, searching for an innermost and outward discovery of the intricate details of a hidden object. Hey! That is the meaning of seek. And you need another dictionary to explain all the words. Give me the other candle. Hmm. Um, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to Taram tara. <laughs> Obedience. Give thyself holy. You see, this is the whole. This one is finishing. Yeah, it's going. Since we came to the camp, you are older. The life is burning. It's burning away. The day of your departure is getting nearer. I'll give you another vision. Would you like another vision? Yeah, I'll give you another vision. That's the wildest of all the visions. Yeah. It's better early in the morning. So tomorrow early in the morning I'll give you a vision. Remind me so that I don't forget. Look. Refill. There must be something to drink. Now. We were on our microscopic Bible study, isn't it? What are the points you have? You must tell me the points you have because number one is what? And how do you choose the verse? The Holy Spirit will bring up a verse. But even if the Holy Spirit doesn't bring up a verse, choose it with your mind. Don't be spooky. Just choose a verse. 
Don't try and say that I've been scanning about seven chapters the Holy Spirit hasn't chosen. My friend, don't be silly. Whatever verse you were on yesterday, the next verse is the, is the one. Alright? Then number two. Ask yourself what? What does this verse mean? Isn't it? And what does every word mean? In English. Or whatever language you are used to. Okay? So every word, seek. What does it mean? Fast. What does it mean? I wrote a book called Proton. Because of my microscopic Bible study on the word fast. Yeah, a whole book first. And I checked, you know, we come to doctrine. How many times Jesus said first? What you should do first? And there's surprisingly a number of things that Jesus said you should do first. Including stop quarreling first before you come and pray. Are you listening? So then you check every scripture that Jesus gave of every word what it means. And think about it. Okay? The meanings of the words. Now when you have your iPad, alright, which you are, you are having soon, because I, I knew some people had received because supernaturally I could sense that some, some of the prayers had already started being answered whilst and some can be answered if you can make certain key text messages. How many know somebody abroad or somebody I mean who has Send a message from here that, that, and tell the person you need it for the school. And that you've never asked for anything before, but this is something that you wanted to ask for. You don't know anybody. Then pray, you know Jesus. Wow. Charlie, give thyself holy. The years are going by. You cannot say that you've given thyself holy. The years are going by. You are getting older. Your beautiful face is becoming pimpled. Your stomach that was flat is becoming bola. It's becoming like a pouch. Hey! Your breasts are becoming Charlie Waters. Have I told you that story? No. A certain brother was passing by and he saw a lady carrying a baby on her back. And the baby was crying for breast milk. So she took the breast and just passed it to the side. She passed it to the back. And the child just Received it on the side. Hey! Things are changing. Is that true? It's not, it's not making up. I can call the person who saw the lady. Alright, so then, 
you are now looking at what does the verse mean, then with your iPad, if you don't have an iPad, you should have a strong dictionary. But there's no need to buy a strong dictionary. You get an iPad. When you get an iPad, right, the whole of the Strong's Dictionary will be in your Bible. You need to have a particular Bible called the King James Strong's. Every single letter in the King James Strong's is there. Okay? Do you have it? You don't have it? What do you... Is that a King James with Strong's? You don't have it. You see, come. That's what I'm saying that some people don't know how to use Come. You come. You see, he's using it to take pictures. Hold it. Be careful, you can receive it. What do you call it just now? Look. Now, go to Matthew 6.33 quickly. I'm going to Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33. Okay? My friend, you are lost. Don't try to make excuses. Okay? Now, what is the Hebrew word for kingdom? The Greek word for kingdom. Priscilla, come here. You don't know? The little girl is going to tell you. There must be. Look, hold it. When I ask a question, okay? When I ask a question, he doesn't know. Then you tell, get, get a microphone. I need a microphone. Yeah. That's why I said some people are using the iPad for taking pictures. Now. Okay. What is, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So after we have asked ourselves the meaning of the words, okay, right, we can check from our dictionaries. Now, when you have your iPad or your Galaxy, you can tap the word and find out. What is the, what Greek, what Greek word is kingdom? No. You. Just tap it. Touch kingdom. Basileia. Uh, Basileia. You see, she's a Greek scholar. She's a Greek scholar. Like magic. Yeah, and, and give us the meanings, my dear, Basileia. And from properly royalty, that is abstractly ruled or concretely a realm, literally or figuratively. Okay, so just scroll it up here like this. See, this is the meanings right here. Read this one. Royal power, kingship, wow. dominion, rule. Mm. Not to be confused with an actual kingdom, but rather the right or authority to rule over a kingdom. Explain. <laughs> you both have iPad, but you don't know much. You don't know NATO. Do you know NATO? You don't know NATO? I think he needs uh, encouragement. 
Last time you didn't have one. And you had an iPad. How long have you had this iPad? One month. One month. Yes. Bishop, I received it from you. You said I received my iPad and I received it and it came. That's it. You see, he doesn't know. Okay, what about righteousness? Righteousness. What, are, what, 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 what word is translated righteousness? My iPad has nothing on it. Such righteousness. Dikaisini. The what? Dikaisini. Dikaisini. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what does it mean? In a broad sense, state of him who is as he ought to be. Righteousness. The condition acceptable to God. Yeah. So she's already a Greek scholar. Without having gone to any Greek school. She just taps and she's into Greek. And when, when you meet her, sort of, oh, it's a first love. She's into Hebrews and Hebrews and Greeks. Hebrews and Greeks. With exhortations with Greek words. How, how many realize that you need one of these? You cannot, you cannot really do well in Christ without... So now, we want to check the meaning of the word seek, isn't it? So, seek. Meaning of seek. You don't have... If you don't have a dictionary, that one will be serious. Now, search for it. Sick. No, we are talking of iPad. Sick. My darling, read the thing. If you seek something such as a job or a place to live, you try to find one. If you seek, this is the dictionary that talks about if you do this, then you have this. This one. When someone seeks something, they try to obtain it. Yeah. If you seek someone, if you seek something, yeah. If you seek someone's help or advice, you contact them in order to ask for it. So, to seek something is to contact something. That's what it means. Seek it first and contact the kingdom. <laughs> is it going up? Okay, that's the last one. That's the last one, yeah. And you, seek. No, this is too bad. There's no escape. Surrender your iPad so that something small. Okay. So, so of you, ah, okay. Of you who have iPads, all right. Hello, what's the problem? Hello. Hello? Hello? Alright, glory to God. Are you sure you didn't do something to the sound? Go and sit down. So you see, you are well equipped with the iPad to 
Hello? To, um, Nina, to get Bible study, microscopic Bible study. Microscope. We are looking at Matthew 6.33. Okay? So, dictionary, Hebrew, Greek will give you more. And all this will take you time. So, that's why I, thought, I don't know how you can ever have a quiet time on more than one verse in the Bible. Do you understand? I don't see how you can have a quiet time on more than one verse in the Bible. Yeah. Now, the next thing is, you ask, what does it mean? To me. Yes. What does it mean to me? Because seeking first the kingdom of God, it's nice that it means something. If you seek something, it means you contact the person. If you are seeking someone, it means you are contacting the person. So, what does it mean to me? Me. Hillary, me. What does it mean to me? Stand up. One, two, three, four, five. What does it mean to you to contact? What does this verse now mean to you? Start from Hillary. What does it mean to you? You are having a quiet time and you have seen seek ye first the kingdom of God. What does it mean to you? To you? Uh huh. Personally. Uh huh. It means that before I take any decision or something, I should take it to God in prayer. I should talk to God. (laughs) (laughs) Seek ye first the kingdom of God. What does it mean to sit you? I believe that one of the definitions that she read said obtain. So it means that there are other things I can obtain. But it's the same seeking first. So I must obtain the kingdom of God first before I obtain any other. No. So, so, so particularly in your personal practical life today, like is there any particular thing that is telling you today? So today, right, in my life now, <laughs> what it means to me today yes. is I'm a student. Uh-huh. I would rather chase after um, my course towards that direction, my profession. But to seek the kingdom of God first means that I must seek to do God's work first. So what are you going to do? So what I'm going to do is give myself wholly to the ministry. (laughs) You, okay. Uh, Abigail? Okay. Personally, to me, what it means to me is, okay, now I've completed school. Okay. And I'm working now. Okay. And before I become a, like, before, 
okay, before, now I'm a Christian, okay, before I had a lot of dreams, and even as I've become a Christian, like I have a lot of visions and a lot of things that... Allow, please. I have a lot of things, like things that, if not God or church, the things that I wanted to achieve. But now that, um, as the word said, I should seek the kingdom of God first, it means to me that I have to put, I have to try and put everything aside, even though I want it. But I have to try and put everything aside and seek him first, and if I seek him first, all the things that I wanted, I will get it. That is what it means to me. All the things that you wanted. <laughs> okay. So what are the things that you wanted? <laughs> there must be something you want. Any complexion. Yeah. And masculine. Muscular. Yeah, muscular. Very muscular. Okay. <laughs> Who is that? Ify. 
Chico. Chico. Chico, stand up. Why are they calling you? Is that, is that the time? <laughs> You know, time is going. It's getting late. We have to go for supper. Yes, my dear. Is is that what you mean? Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Yes, so how does the Bible study bring up all these things? So, now that I've learned that... Give me the water. Anybody I see. Yes, uh uh-huh. Now that um, the Bible, I've learned that the Bible says she's seeking the kingdom of God first. Yes. Not Anyone I see uh, laughing or making a Yes. Now that, like, I've learned that the Bible says I should seek the kingdom of God first, which means I have to put this in- interest that I have or this type of guy that I have in mind aside and just focus on God and pray to God to give me what He wants. No, not, so does it not mean that you rather look for somebody who is the kingdom of God, righteousness, person than what you wanted. Isn't it? Yeah. Rather than without a six pack, even if it's a bony, bony M brother or whatever. Short bony brother. Isn't it? Uh-huh. Yes? Does it not mean that? Yeah. Since you are rather putting the kingdom first before six packs and tall and whatever, what comes before? Spirituality and God first before. Is it tall? Is it this? So you seek first the spirituality and the godliness of the person first. And then whether is he tall, is he short, is he monkey nose or monkey ears, whatever. It's secondary. So, if you don't get that, but you got a godly whatever, you took that one first, that was your priority. That's what it means. So, what does it mean to you? So, when she is reading, uh, uh, Abigail is reading, Nina, what's the verse called? Matthew 6.33. It will mean that way, but in my case, it will not mean because I already have a beloved. In my case, I already had a beloved about 30 years ago. So I don't, will not think of beloved doses. I seek ye first the kingdom of God. But so, when you say, what does it mean to you? It will mean something to you 
something to you, something to you, something to you. Everybody it means something different to you. Are you understanding? That's what I mean by what does it mean to you? Because if you've had your Bible study and it doesn't mean anything to you, then God hasn't spoken to you today. You've just seen verses and English words and got explanations, but it hasn't meant anything to you personally. That is where people don't get blessed by reading the Bible. That's why the Bible is not so powerful to people. But the Bible is such a powerful book. All my writings are based on the Bible, like a verse in the Bible, and I'll write some few words about that verse. That's all. I don't have anything else to write. It's the Bible that I'm sharing. So it must mean something to you. And what about you? What's your name? Abigail. Also Abigail. Uh-huh. Yes? Does it mean the same thing to you? Um... Um, to me, seek ye first the kingdom of God. What I think about it, or what it means to me, is that if I want to do something, let's say in the day, if that's what I've studied in the day, and somebody offends me, or any temptation comes my way, what I think about it is what does God say first before I would like to react to whatever is happening to me at that moment in the day. Wow. Wow. Nanama. Thank you. <laughs> what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? Daddy, please, it means that everything I do, I should consider God first before I do them. So, if... Um, like so, I today, what does it mean to you? Today, today like today. Does it, does it have a special meaning for today, for you? Yes. Seek it first, like, you know, God. What's yeah. that? That um, in every decision I make... Not every. Today's decision. <laughs> what is there any today's decision? Today, you've woken up, you are reading it. What does it mean for you today? It means I should do the things of God first. Anything that concerns Christ must come first before my other things. So if I'm to come for service and take my bath, and I've been taking my bath, and it's time, ask me I can't say. So... For you, for you, it means, it means you should come to church rather, without taking over if you are going to miss the church. So it's like first, the kingdom of God and bathing second. Very good. Thank you very much. Now, the next question you have to ask in Bible study is, what does it not mean? So you, you are having the formula, isn't it? What does it not mean? What does it not mean? Hey, Charlie, look at the candle. It's going down, crap. I'm now 30 years old. 
What does it not mean or? Sometimes you can ask yourself what is like the opposite of this verse. So, it does not, or, or what is it not saying, I should say. What is it not saying? Not what does it not mean. What does it mean and what, what is it not saying? So, it is not saying, seek ye first the political kingdom. Sit down. Seek ye first the political kingdom. As Kwame Nkrumah said. Yeah. He did not say that. He did not say, seek ye first the financial kingdom. So what is he not saying? Seek ye first the kingdom of America. Some people, that's the verse they are following. They are following the exact opposite of this verse. They have spent all the candle becoming an American citizen. That's all. Only to die shortly after. So it is not saying, seek ye first the American kingdom. <sighs> what is America? But you see people give all their life to be a citizen. And they say, oh, by the grace of God, I now have my papers. <laughs> and by the grace of God, I've now got my permanent residency. <laughs> And by the grace of God, I'm going to be made a citizen by November. <laughs> and my wife too, so also acquire citizenship. <laughs> we have been here for 70 years. And we are getting our citizenship. Bishop, we are now ready for anything that you have to say. Whatever you say, we are ready to give ourselves holy to the Lord. Holy, you are ready to give your remnants of your life. Look at it. Small one is getting finished. Every day we live is getting less, less, and less. So, what is not saying, seek ye first America, seek ye first Europe, seek ye first political kingdom. Seek ye first the educational kingdom. Yeah. You know, when I started, when I started the church, 1987-88, I was in school. Supposing I, I'm going to do my PhD and come five to seven years later, I would have come back. But after doing the PhD, I would need to probably use it for some time. Isn't it? So at least maybe some five to ten years. By which time even my zeal and the people that I've met who even speak in a certain way about God and the church, you will not even wonder. Then I'll come and I will have come to see pastors in town and I would have looked at them and I will start to criticize. I would have criticized Bishop Duncan Williams. I would have said, oh, look at this man. Look at this man. He's a pastor. God. I believe in God. I cannot be like this. 
and they had doctor. He was he went to visit one of these churches, these big churches in town in Ghana. I don't mention the name of the church. And they were having first service, second service, third service, I don't know how many service. The pastor the pastors welcomed him to come in to stay. I mean, in between the services he was there with them. And then they, they served them tea. I think I think he was a medical student or just became a doctor. When he went to that church and he came back, he came to make a comment. These pastors see them sitting there drinking tea in between the services. They feel so good. They'll be serving them the drinking. Like that's what's the man of God today. I was wondering what, what is his problem? <laughs> you see, you realize that, you see, just small medicine that you've done. You are just a doctor. And the, the pastors have allowed you to come near them. To see them in between the service. Just in between the services. You see them drinking tea or don't know whatever they were doing. You came back to the medical people and then we started talking to all these people. And he was all, he's somebody who wanted also to be a pastor. But he didn't become an actor today. He's not a pastor. Oh yeah. You see, you, 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 you will even become a critic. You'll be criticizing everything that, because it's easy to criticize when you sit aside. Somebody come and stand and say, this guy has just come to talk to young people, just deceiving them, this and that. You can easily criticize me. Yeah. So, I would have criticized. That's what I think. I would have criticized. Some people don't know when you give your life to the Lord, you are actually saving yourself from your own distraction. So, it does not say seek ye first the educational kingdom. God is first. God will always be first. God will never be second. There, nobody should deceive you that God comes after America. God comes after politics. God, all the people who have been coming to see us, they say, oh, we were this, we were this, but because of politics, look at whatever. They sought the political kingdom first. What has become of them? They have turned into smoke. And you watch and see on the day, it's going to be like this. Regret. Regret. And I think that people think it's just regret, like, oh, you feel sorry, but anyway, you are there. Yeah, but we'll see. I don't think it's going to be as simple as that. Yeah. So, what does it not mean? Or what is it not saying? What is it saying? What is it not saying? Every verse you study, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. What does each word mean? God, the greatest person. Love. So love. The greatest love. The world. Not part of the world. He did not say, he did not say, God so loved America. God so loved Ghana. God so loved Nigeria. God so loved the world. That he gave. When you love, you give. You think about it. What does it mean? Give. What does it mean to you? Because I love this person, I will give. I will give. Because I love our God, I will give my life. What does it mean? What does it not say? It does not say God so loved the world that He 
gave his angel or that he wrote a letter. You see, God so like, he did not say that he sent an angel or he sent a letter, but he gave his son, he gave his all. That whoever, what does whoever mean? Whoever means everybody is in, included, is welcome, is wanted. Believes. What does believe? What, what did it not say that whoever can pay? He did not say that whoever can pay, or whoever is this, or whoever knows the connection, whoever is intelligent. No, whoever believes shall not perish. What does that want to mean? Hell. What does it not mean? That whoever believes shall have a house. He didn't say whoever believes shall have a house, shall have a car. He said shall not perish. That is what it does not say. So Bible study involves what is he saying and what is he not saying. Because you will be surprised that it is what it is not saying that we are practicing. It's rather than what he is not saying that is happening in the world today. Like, does the Bible say God so loved the world that he gave his only because that whoever believed in him should have a house, should have a car, should become prosperous. Should be... That is what many churches are actually preaching without saying it exactly in the words of John 3.16. But it's in an unspoken way we are teaching that God died for you that everything in your life will be okay, that you will prosper and that you will be blessed in this world. That's why God loves you and sent His Son. That's why Christianity came at you, you John 3.16. That is not what He is saying. That is not what He is saying, but that is what it looks like. I, I was listening to somebody the other day. He said, he was preaching at Christmas, but he said, God so loved the world that he gave his only because so that you will never be in need again. Yes. Jesus died on the cross and he came to save you and so that you will never be defeated again. Yes. This is the gospel today. That is what, it is exactly what the Bible is not saying that is being preached and taught. But it is not being used with the terminology or the phraseology of John 3.16. But that is what we are actually saying. God so loved the world that you will never be defeated again in this life. God so loved the world that you will, you, you, you will never be poor again. God loved the world that you will never be down in anymore. You will always be up. You will always be up. Magaba Shabaya. I see you up. I see you up. I see you up. Take it. Sixteen people are going up. Take it one. Take it two. Take it three. You will never be down again. You will never be defeated again. I see a section over here. I see a new chapter. A new day. Receive it one. Receive it two. You will be up and you will never be down. God so loved the world that you will always be up and never be down. Without being conscious of what we are doing, this is what we have turned the gospel into. And you'll be surprised. Somebody can take John 3 City and it will be so powerful. God loves you. I came, God spoke to me this morning. He told me to tell you that He loves you. Receive the love of God, one. Receive the love of God, two. You shall never perish. Your business will not go down. Your finances will not perish. Your, your life will not go down. Everything about you will not be down. I see you up. I see your marriage up. I see your life up. Receive up and not down. Christ did not come for you to be down. He came for you to be up. 
whosoever receive everlasting life, life into your business. That milk, I feel milk that you are selling. Everlasting life has come into it. <laughs> your hairdressing saloon, everlasting life has come into it. You are trading, you are trading plumbing, items, and electricals. Receive everlasting life. It will never go down again. In Jesus' name. So, what is the verse saying, and what is it not saying? One day I was watching television, and I saw a pastor preaching. And he read Romans chapter 8. And I got ready, fastened my seatbelt to see what is going to come out of Romans chapter 8. And he said, For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. And I was listening. Moreover, he did predestinate. Then he also called, and whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, he glorified. Then he said, Tonight, whom he did for know, he gave a predestination. Tonight, your destiny is changed. You see, the Bible says, he did predestinate that you should be conformed to the image of his son. It just slipped into a destination of destiny. Destiny of blessings. Yes, your year of destiny. It was, I think, about the 31st of first message. Destiny. Yeah. Divine destiny. You are a child of destiny. You didn't come here by chance. Your destiny is secured under the blood of the Lamb. Seraphims and Seraphim are taking your destiny tonight. Everything that is written about you in the stars. In the Mazarote, in the Pleiades. I cancel it in the name of Jesus and I release a new chance for your destiny. Yeah. You are a son of destiny. Wow. But he's, that's not what he said. What did he not say? Bible study is about what he did not say. As much as it's about what he's saying. And what is it meaning? It's also about what did he not, what is it not saying? That is microscopic Bible study. How many things you can do a microscopic Bible study tomorrow morning before you come here? You think you can do it? Telescopic Bible study. I told you three Bible studies. Telescopic is where you look at it from afar. So, telescopic Bible study would involve reading quickly to look at the overall picture. Amen. That is not the same as microscopic Bible study. So, when you read that, you may want to read 
the whole story of Esther to do a telescopic Bible study on her, her life, then you get an understanding of the whole story of how the whole thing happened. Or Samson. That is telescopic Bible study. Then the third one is topical Bible study. Topical Bible study, you take a subject, love, or hope, or patience, or marriage, or beloved doses. And you can have a Bible study on what it means to be a beloved. And you start looking through scriptures. Is there any bride and bridegroom in the Bible? This is betrothed to this. This is told to do this. This is the one who does this. And I, when I did a Bible study on beloved doses, that's when I had the revelation that I should enter a relationship and I should be in a relationship for a long time. Because I found out that Jesus had a beloved and the beloved was the church. And that he has been in a relationship for a long time with the church. Working on all our things to see whether we are compatible with heaven. It's good to have a long relationship. Wow. Rather than a lot of short relationships which we are having today. And after you find out that you married in the night. Bishop, I didn't see it well. There was light off. When I entered a relationship, there was light off. Alright, you hold my destiny. Destiny change. How many are a bit worried the fact that we are preaching what is not, the Bible is not saying? Is it not a bit disconcerting? Dis, 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 dis 